0: everybody. Welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast. I'm excited to share with you guys a guest that we have today. Her name is Jen Watts, and we're going to be talking about working with fitness and nutrition clients who have ADHD and also her personal story. Jen is certified as a PN1 coach, also has a cert from NASAMN Nutrition Advanced Weight Loss Certified Coaching. And is working on her macro coaching certification. Hey, how are you today? Hi, Eve. I'm really good. Really good. Happy to be here. Yes, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this today. I actually came across this um like niche topic when I was doing a one-on-one call with Jen. And I'm like, other people need to hear more about this. Cause for me. You know, I definitely know about the topic, but I wasn't always being exposed to like literature and podcasts and other people's accounts on social media. And I'm like, why aren't people talking about the struggle of weight loss with ADHD? And you pretty much gave me a lot more awareness. And I'm definitely interested in our conversation today so that I can learn more. And so can our audience.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that because that's exactly what I want is just the awareness. Like it's crazy how connected they are. Like there's so many more people we're like overrepresented in, um, you know, people that are struggling with their weight, um, as compared to how many people actually have ADHD. It's, I don't know, we don't know the statistics exactly like three to 5% of the population, Mm -hmm. but then it tends to be more like 30% or higher, like with people Mm -hmm. struggling with their weight who have ADHD or present with those symptoms. So yeah, it's, there's definitely a connection. That's crazy.
0: Definitely crazy. Mm -hmm. So tell us about yourself and what you're currently doing and we'll dive into your background.
1: Yeah. So me, I, um, (laughs) excuse me, I've called, I, yeah. So I, in terms of my history, I started struggling with my weight when I was about 13 or 14 um, and it kind of went up and down basically my whole life from that point. Um, and I was also at that time diagnosed with anxiety and depression, which it turns out is very common for people who have ADHD, but I didn't know at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just felt like I everything I did didn't work. I couldn't stick with it. I couldn't find a program that fit for me. Um, I would go hard on something and then just like lose interest and stop. Um, And so, yeah, it would go up and down, up and down. And then I had kids and it got to be a real struggle for me. (laughs) But in terms of the ADHD, that only really came about because my son was diagnosed. So my son, who's now 11, when he was, I think he was like seven, about seven years old, he was really struggling with a lot of different things, anxiety, having trouble at school. And his teachers were the ones who were like, you need to get him assessed. And I had no idea about any of this stuff. And sure enough, so he was assessed, and they said he has anxiety, ADHD, and all this kind of stuff. And so then we took a deep dive in in learning about it. Um, but I still at that point, didn't even consider it for myself, even though it's genetic, and mm-hmm. the likelihood of, the, you know, a parent having it if a kid is diagnosed is really high. So yeah, it wasn't for a couple years until I realized, like, a lot of these things actually happen to me, it just It's just different than it is in a little boy, Mm -hmm. in a woman. And so I finally sought out a diagnosis, which wasn't super easy, but um, I did finally get it. And it was only like earlier this year that I was finally diagnosed. But that was a huge moment for me, realizing the connection between the way that this presents in me and the struggles that I had had with my weight and mm-hmm. it was just presented so much clarity to me of, of mm-hmm. why I just couldn't make it work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Now for me, where I'm sitting, I know that you don't work as a CPA now, No, well, you know, for everybody, the public and things like, that. <laughs> but I'm also like, man, how did you do that?
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm a CPA and I, I only haven't been practicing for a couple of years now I, uh, my husband's also a CPA and we had our own practice, um, back where we lived before. And I just when all this stuff happened with my son and then COVID and everything, I feel like I had like a midlife crisis and, uh, we ended up selling our business and moving and all of this stuff. But yeah, it was a struggle. Like I, I look back and I'm like, how on earth did I make it through that? My articling and, and getting my designation. There's a lot of like studying at the last minute and cramming and then the next day being like I don't remember any of anything but I made it no yeah I made it and that fuels the imposter syndrome too because you're like I'm designated but I feel like I shouldn't be here (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so it wasn't easy for sure Um, but yeah I got really burnt out with that really quite easily so yeah yeah, I'm happy to not be in there anymore. (laughs) you made it but i
0: made the choice and now
1: yeah. you're helping people yeah. in a different way yeah for sure and that is like i'm so passionate about it especially like having made that connection myself i'm just like i want to scream it from the rooftops especially to a lot of women like me who don't understand and they just think like why can't i get this why can't i make it work and and i just want them to know like it makes sense why you're struggling with this and you can absolutely figure out ways
0: to make it work Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about how ADHD um, presents, like what are some of the symptoms like for some people that are like, oh, I've heard about this for like 20 years, but I Mm -hmm. really sat down to really know more than what the letters spell out to be yeah for sure and I think that's
1: one of the sort of issues with it is that a lot of people think people that do know anything about it they think of you know a little boy that can't sit in his seat and he's bouncing off the walls and Uh you know going a mile a minute but that is just like one component of it and that's sort of the more researched area of it um it's very different in adults and it's especially different in women and so Mm -hmm. there's the standard things like impulsivity um um, emotional regulation um restlessness zoning out um hi- like one of the things that that is pretty common is like the ability to hyper focus and zone in on things that you actually care about but just like totally can't pay attention or care about things that you don't
0: mm, <laughs> so okay. yeah
1: and yeah and then um not being able to follow through on instructions losing focus on things um and emotional dysregulation yeah I already mentioned that but that's a big one um, there's sleep struggles there's something called RSD like uh, rejection sensitivity dysphoria which like they think about almost 100% of people with ADHD have that and that is a lot of just like fear of perceived rejection and mm-hmm. how that can impact people which is I mean we'll talk about that later but that plays a big part in it as well for a lot of women and then like things like sleep difficulties and then sensory issues, like getting sensory overload really easily. Um, so yeah, there's such a variety of symptoms and everybody presents differently, but a lot of those are things that people wouldn't think about. And sometimes they'll read this stuff and be like, Oh my gosh, that sounds like me, Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) but they haven't even considered it. So. Yeah. And the areas of like hyper-focusing Mm -hmm. and that also lead to like impulsive behaviors when it's about something you want you like you love absolutely absolutely um and like
1: the fact that like people with adhd have their uh, neurotransmitters are a little different so we have Mm -hmm. less dopamine we have less gaba like all these things but that can really lead to like you're you're trying to compensate for those things by behaviors like impulsivity so you you know you seek out food you know you might want food to to make you feel better or um alcohol or all sorts of things that people might do to try to compensate for that but that for sure is yeah zoning in on those things happens a lot
0: Mm -hmm. and we may get into this a little bit more but with ADHD and thinking about like the different types of like neurotransmitters or, or deficiencies, can mm-hmm. that also lead to when it comes to like dieting, picking quick fixes? Because yes, they want that. Like, give it to me now.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a big thing with dopamine is that there is a natural tendency to crave and desire um, things like sugar and carbs, a lot more than a a neurotypical person might. Mm -hmm. And that's something that easily can like, you know, satisfy that need too. So you have like that, your brain is already deficient in this and you naturally crave it more. And that's something that you can seek out to try to, to make yourself feel a little more elevated and
0: better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know times when I feel like that. I'm, like, if yes. I'm cookie, I know I'll
1: feel better. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you tie that in with the fact that we are all, that's the, the, like one of the best ways that I've heard it put. And I can never remember which doctor said this, but for the ADHD brain, it's like, we don't have a good sense of time. There's now and not now. And mm-hmm. so when you think Okay, I just this cookie's gonna make me feel better. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna think like, hey, let me think about this because that doesn't really factor in with my goals and I might regret this tomorrow. You're not thinking about any of that stuff. You're thinking, mm-hmm. feel better now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's a little bit more of a challenge with that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Yep. Yeah. So when you were discovering the fact that you had ADHD. Um, how were you, or how did you become aware of like, I've got to go about a different way for my health and fitness goals?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, the first thing was just a recognition of like times that I had tried to work with coaches in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have, there, there's a lot of perfectionism that happens with ADHD. Yeah, <laughs> And so there's a lot of I'm going to do all of this all at once and I'm going to do it perfect and I'm going to be like the best client ever. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: you go hard and you burn out really quickly. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so recognizing that pattern in myself and thinking, okay, this totally makes sense. Like I can't just go hard and expect to see results. Um, And there was a lot of shame in that. Like there's a lot of shame in being like, I'm a smart person why can't i get it together when it comes to this Uh so i think the biggest thing for me was just recognizing that the way that i had been going about it was never going to work and so Uh i just had to take a different approach Uh yeah and then um i'm trying to think of of examples for myself so um the rejection sensitivity dysphoria was a big part of it too like it's hard to go out and try new things it's hard to um yeah like we have a a messed up self concept <laughs> so the way we perceive ourselves is often like very different than the way other people perceive us mm-hmm. and um so i mean i think about it in terms of my job which is sorry this is like a long winding story about this but this is I have ADHD this is how it goes <laughs> so when i think back to my job and this is very common for people like i always thought i'm going to get fired like every day i'd go to work and be like i'm going to get fired this is the day they're going to realize i don't know what i'm doing and i'm going to get fired and oh,
0: like anxiety plus imposter syndrome plus everything yes
1: yes and so then you have this internalized all the time you're going hard and then you're just so burnt out by the end of the day and that kind of stuff takes a toll on you, like the mental energy of dealing with all of this. And um, so I realized that I was going to have to tackle that kind of stuff and and change the way I thought about myself and my abilities before I was going to be able to, you know, put myself into trying to reach my goals when it came to my weight. So like mindfulness <laughs> a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I laugh because like people with ADHD are like, what? I can't do that. But there are ways to try to manage that and, and, and start working on your mind and the way that you think about things, because you're going to have to change the way that you think about yourself in a, in order to be able to um, make changes and, and grow in that area.
0: What were some of the biggest changes that you made when selecting or even creating if you created your own nutrition and fitness plan what were like the new what became like the new criteria
1: yeah so i had to <laughs> excuse me um i had to go slow and steady and that was really hard because you want to throw yourself into it and be like i'm going to go hard and and go well but mm-hmm. i had to to like slow down and just be like okay i'm going to layer in things one at a time i'm going to start with uh, water. I'm going to make sure I'm drinking enough water and that's enough and resist the urge to be like, no, I need to do more than this and focusing on that. And once that's set in, then you can layer in something else and then layer in something else and really focus on not expecting perfection from yourself. Like, you know, if you can hit 80% of the time, that's great. And <laughs> that's a really hard thing to accept, but that's the only way that you're going to be successful with that. And time management is obviously an issue organization is an issue and so really being aware that okay i'm not going to be able to do this unless i plan ahead Uh which is not a natural thing for us to do and so that has been the biggest shift for me is taking the time you know on a sunday for instance this is just what works for me but everybody's different but taking the time on a sunday to be like okay. What can I do this week to make sure I have enough protein available for my meals this week? Or what can I do to make sure I'm going to be able to exercise or get enough sleep? Because that's such a huge part of it. And so going against your natural instinct and, and planning ahead and sticking with that has made a huge difference.
0: Mm -hmm. And do you put that on repeat the same, like when you get your method, it if it ends up on repeat, I'm assuming it's mm-hmm. going to end up being faster. Like you're going to get faster over time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, like, cause it can, and it ends up being habitual. And so now that I have that routine down pack, it's like, it's amazing what a difference that has made. Mm-hmm. And another thing was just having grace with myself too, because One thing that I found really interesting was when I started to do research about, I mean, I'm an accountant. I love numbers. I love data. I love to do this kind of stuff. And so I dove deep. But everything that came up with regards to eating with ADHD would say, you should just do intuitive eating. And I knew from my own research, I was like, wait a minute, like, (laughs) we don't have like the proper hunger hormone, like receptor thing going on like I have no awareness to recognize when I'm hungry and no awareness to recognize when I'm full. So to just tell somebody with ADHD to go, just go eat intuitively (laughs) is like trying to teach a kid to swim by just like throwing the baby in the water and be like, okay, swim now. Like Mm -hmm. we don't know how to do that right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm again, another case of going against the grain. Like I have to accept that I need to learn how to do these things and it's okay to track your food. It's okay to figure out what my body needs so that I can start to learn how to recognize that and make it work for me. Um, because yeah, yeah, I mean, when when you're being told that that's the only way to do it, it can be really tough to feel like, you know, okay to do it the other way. That's why I love Ashley Pardo's <laughs> with her intuitive macros. But yep. But yeah, like that, that to me was like a big obstacle was overcoming that thing of, thinking like this is the only way that I can do it because I knew that that
0: wasn't going to work for me mm-hmm. yeah and then not to be whatever because I'll get <laughs> some things about intuitive eaters which most of the time and if people have heard those podcasts that I've I've done at least one with my friend um Ashley Pardo that you mentioned yeah. P-A-R-D-O in case you guys are looking for her um, I do intuitive eat, but most of us to kind of get the goal that we need mm-hmm. to track first and then move to intuitive eating. So when you mentioned to me that like one of the diets that is, or styles of eating that is recommended to people with ADHD is intuitive eating. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's not always natural for everyone. And Ashley talks about this a lot too. Mm -hmm. For those that have more of a sensitive body type, which is mine, I have Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a podcast on this. I have to, you know, eat in a more healthy way. I have to be more mindful about my food choices. I have to move my body X amount of times per week and strength train. I have a sensitive body. Mm-hmm. I can't always just eat whatever I want and not have the health and the physique that I want. I have to work harder. And if you are someone with ADHD, ADHD and has a more sensitive body type, you could get really frustrated in doing intuitive eating and yeah, you're eating whatever, but you may not be content in how you're feeling in your body, your blood pressure, your blood glucose, your gut health, it's not going to always work. (laughs) No,
1: and it's a great end goal. Like it would be amazing to ultimately get there, but Uh we don't have the tools to start out there and to just, that can create a lot of shame and frustration Uh too for people to just say like, okay, we'll just follow your cues when they just don't have that capability. And also a lot of us, like I'm, I mean, I don't want to assume that every woman in this situation is like me, but I'm guessing that a lot, of women or people assigned female at birth who have gone through this, um, have done a lot of different diets and their weights have probably gone up and down and they're not in tune with their body cues. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they, it is okay to, to, to try to learn what your body needs and follow some kind of rhythm or, um, plan and track at first just so you can learn those things and then eventually be able to be a little bit more intuitive with it
0: hmm Yeah. I mean, I'm biased. I love macros. Yeah. I mean, it's a great place to learn portions. And like you said, how do you actually feel? You know, mm-hmm. some, some people get really repulsed of moderate protein, high protein. I mean, sometimes people think someone's eating the whole cow. We're not. Yeah. We're just more protein focused. But how mm-hmm. do you not know you won't feel better with more protein until you have a goal and track it? I for years thought, oh, I'm, I'm eating enough. Like, why am I not looking like I want? And I was so low in protein. And now when I don't get it, I feel the same way that I feel when my carbs are low. I'm like, I need protein. Like I need that today. Mm -hmm. And I do more intuitive eating than tracking. And that's the only way I got here. And now I'm, you know, super grateful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, with ADHD aren't aware of the impact that that can have on them protein, especially like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things when when they talk about ways to help regulate your dopamine deficiencies, Mm -hmm. making sure that you get protein, get enough protein is one of the best ways to work with that. Never mind if you're somebody who's trying to work on your body composition. So irregardless, like focusing on getting enough protein is hugely beneficial for people. And if you're just naturally, I don't know, I don't know about everybody else, but I know I don't gravitate towards protein rich foods. Like I, I'm, if I could just eat, you know, carbs all day, I would. And so, yeah, being intentional about protein in particular
0: is so beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So we know intuitive eating is not, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a good end goal. It's a good yeah. end goal, but it is not a starting place for somebody with ADHD, especially somebody who wants to make changes with their
0: body. body What about anything that's like, how do people with ADHD do with like the cookie cutter style diets where you and your friend and your mom, you've all got the same time. Mm-hmm. How do those yeah. go? <laughs>
1: That's a big no for me. I think like it is so important for people with ADHD to have something that is tailored to them. One of the things that I think this is a way that people can really um, work on this self-concept thing and work on their ability to reach their goals and stick with something is to focus on their strengths. And so if you're gonna build out a plan that's um, geared towards the ways that you know you do well, that you're interested in, you're going to have so much more success. Like if you're, I mean, I don't know, if you're somebody who loves to cook, then you can come up with a way to eat that satisfies the way that you like to cook. If you don't like to cook and you're trying to do some cookie cutter plan um, that involves making a bunch of meals, you are going to fail. I mean, that's for anybody, but especially for somebody with ADHD and um, just the rhythm of your life, like you have to stick with that. And so, um, you know, finding something that works in with your schedule but yeah the biggest thing like i said is is focusing in on where your strengths lie and not trying to make yourself do things that you are not naturally interested in and you are not naturally good at so mm-hmm. um i mean it's hard to think of an example of that but it, it's just so important to tailor it to the way that everybody's brain kind of operates
0: yeah yeah. And I, I, I would definitely probably extend to say that you would agree the same for picking a coach, a coach that can play up your, the things that you're excited about, things that you master, the things that maybe you get a little hyper-focused on, but like, <laughs> yeah, there's motivation in that, but like a coach that isn't just cookie cutter, they can, yes. Not a coach that's going to go, no, we don't do that here. And stuff yeah. like, Tell me more. Why do you like doing that? Why mm-hmm. why is that your favorite activity for exercise? Why do you why are you so crazy about this food? Why am I seeing it long every <laughs> single day?
1: Yeah, and that by the way, that's another thing that people with ADHD do is that they'll get so into something and do it all the time for you know a few weeks or something like that, and then they they're not, we're like toddlers in that way. We like zone in on the same food. We're gonna eat it all the time for like three weeks, and then we don't want to touch it again. So <laughs> yes, but like you said, with the coach, that is so hugely important you have to connect with that person and they also have to be receptive to the way that you do things i don't know if everybody wants to volunteer that they have adhd to their coach i'm most most of people in my experience are are fine telling people that they have adhd but a coach like coming from the other side of it too, a coach being sensitive and understanding to that is going to make such a big difference because you probably worked with people with adhd maybe. A coach wouldn't know it, but if you have somebody typically who is perfectionist about this, they try to do everything right. And then all of a sudden they ghost you mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, yeah. The coach being receptive to that is going to make a big difference to them as well in terms of like seeing results with their clients. But yeah, it is so important to work with somebody who is going to understand and appreciate mm-hmm. those differences in you.
0: Yeah, I I could definitely say for myself and like most of the coaches in the macro mentorship community, they would love to know. Because mm-hmm. they know that they can make the customizations and things that someone wants. Because I mean, we're all about making them custom and listening because if you don't know what that person needs, the plan isn't gonna work. So yeah. I, I'm definitely hoping that other coaches would be okay. <laughs> open to know and I don't ever <clears throat> mind hearing I don't ever feel like oh yeah like a lot of us have a at least a day or a week where we're, we're probably having some you know we might be having some like ADHD characteristics I would yeah. love so that I'm like wait a minute why are they so fixated on this one thing <laughs> but the other things don't matter at all I mean it makes a lot of sense
1: Mm -hmm. and even little things like they disappear for a few days and Mm -hmm. then you know they might have shame about about it or feel embarrassed and not want to reconnect um to say like hey I totally got off track you know um but I'm still here having that kind of a relationship with your clients can make a big difference especially when they have that rejection sensitivity so you know if they feel like oh my coach is going to be mad at me I can't I can't you know be honest with them about this and then you're wondering why like why is this person not doing what they said they're gonna do but it just like open lines of communication can make a big difference and being that's the other thing too is that like people with ADHD are not looking for like accommodations or to be treated much differently or to, we need handholding or anything like that. We're mm-hmm. not weak. We want to succeed just as much as everybody else, but we just need to find a way to work with the ways that we operate differently so that we can see the success. Like, We're not looking for like, you know, the easy route or to just be like treated differently. It's just, we, we really want to succeed, but we have to accept the way that we
0: operate. Definitely. Can you speak more about, um, you mentioned like body awareness and Mm -hmm. struggles that, um, people with ADHD might have. And if coaches are listening, um, what should they know about like body awareness? Yeah.
1: So that body awareness and like, so it's called proprioception. So it's just that connection between your mind, your brain and your physical body. So this is noticing when you're actually hungry, noticing when you've eaten enough, noticing when you're thirsty, it can even extend to things like cold and hot and pain, like all of those types of things in your body. But for people with ADHD, those receptors, those Hormones even are not functioning at the same level as somebody who is neurotypical or non ADHD. So, um, we like this will often play out in people with ADHD getting hyper focused on something. They're deep in their work, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's two o'clock and I haven't eaten yet. And then they'll you know go and just eat whatever's available because they're mm-hmm. ravenous and they just need to satisfy that and get rid of that hunger feeling so they can get back to what they were doing. So. Yeah, so we don't, we just don't have those natural cues. And we also will try to work with that dopamine deficiency. A lot of people go to food for that. And that's whether they're bored, they're, um, they're looking for stimulation, like we often need like, um, it's just something to do with your hands. Like people fidget, and so and yeah. and that type of stuff. And so it might be, and it might be a specific thing, like the crunch of chips or something like that. Which, mm-hmm. <laughs> like vegetables, is not gonna like. Oh, have crunchy celery instead? No, that's not gonna work. And so, yeah, so that the that, that um body awareness part of it is a really big thing to pay attention to, and. And just for ADHD people to have the awareness that they have that deficiency, because a lot of people don't. And so just knowing that that's the way it is, so you can be a little bit more focused on eating when you need to. So it's okay to eat by the clock at first, because mm-hmm. you you otherwise don't know how to um train your body kind of to satisfy it when it needs the food so maybe you're not you're never hungry when you wake up and so you yeah you get on with your day and then you don't eat until it's too late it's okay to say okay you know what I think tomorrow I'm gonna you know set a timer and at 9 a.m I'm gonna eat my breakfast because I know that that's probably when my body needs the fuel and then I know that protein and fiber or whatever is gonna get me going on better with my day hmm
0: so oh, yeah. Meal timing and then having something available to eat. Yes. Yeah. Something that's I mean, kind of on the plan to eat.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that, especially, I mean, we all know this too, like with protein, especially for breakfast and lunch, like you need to make sure you have that stuff available. You're not going to just like wander into your kitchen and find some kind of protein available to you, especially if you're somebody who's, you know, left it too long and you're hungry. So yeah, that, that's where that planning ahead comes in
0: and you need to have those protein sources ready to go. Can you speak to, um, impulsivity and being on a nutrition plan or a nutrition goal regimen whether <laughs> deficit or maintenance, um, yeah. what kinds of things do, um, people with ADHD need to be mindful of what should coaches know about impulsivity?
1: hmm well i mean it's kind of the same thing of of just mindlessly gravitating towards grabbing food to satisfy mm-hmm. those desires and so again it comes back to awareness like it yeah like we uh, they often think people with adhd just think like well i don't, i don't like routine i don't like those kind of things but we actually thrive on that <laughs> We're kind of like teenagers where we're like, don't tell me what to do, but also like, please help me. <laughs> so with the impulsivity, like having a plan ahead of time is so crucial. And even just knowing that you're going to want, like trying to get ahead of the game and know that I'm going to have this desire to just grab things. Grabbing food is is a big problem for a lot of us. Uh-huh. And and and, and there's a, even a desire to rebel against your own plans is super common. But if you know ahead of time that these are the types of things that you do, or a coach knows ahead of time to say, Hey, I know like you've done this before, or you might have a desire to like go off track or have these kind of things. So what are we going to do to prepare ahead of time? Or what are some of the things that we might have on hand? If you feel that urge, or you just want to say like, F it, (laughs) just do something else. Like, Try to game it and plan ahead of time. Like, what are some things that are maybe like a little bit uh, safer of a choice for you that Mm -hmm. that would still satisfy that impulsive desire?
0: Got it. Yeah, Mm, that sounds like me. That's why I've had to (laughs) had to be very mindful of like, okay, what's the middle ground of satisfies me, but I'm not going to eat the whole bag.
1: Mm -hmm. I found like for me, especially with having young kids, like. It's, it's, you're not even aware so much of the time that you're putting stuff in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't even want to know <laughs> like what percentage of the calories that I was consuming before on a day-to-day basis were just that the leftover scraps from the kids' plates and like, who even really wants that, but you just, do you just it. do it. You just do it. Right. Yeah. And so like, that was a tough thing for me to recognize that I was doing that, but also you're not just going to immediately stop and that's Okay. Like mm-hmm. if you have that awareness and you start to recognize that you're doing it, eventually you're going to be able to work on that and lessen the times that it are hap- that it's happening and and plan ahead for it. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I would say is to people with ADHD as well as coaches working with them is just to have grace around that. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: just it's going to take time to recognize these areas that you're being impulsive, um, so that you can start to
0: like lessen the occurrences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought about like the eating off of kids' plates. I know definitely for me, I used to do that when kids were younger, regardless of what's going on with me. (laughs) And it was just, I mean, when you said it, I was like, how many chicken nuggets and like hot Mm -hmm. dogs have I like? Like sliced up hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my kids are older. Hot dogs were more normal back then. I know there's all these no nos about hot dogs. So you guys don't come to me about hot dogs today. My
1: my kids just had, actually, no, listen. My son had hot dogs last week and my daughters just ate hot dog buns with ketchup. Okay. So no judgment here. Hey, (laughs) they don't like the wieners. So whatever.
0: (laughs) They ate, right? They're still, yeah, exactly. Look, from one nutrition coast to another, they're, they're alive. They're They're alive.
1: They're fed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: The other thing I was thinking about is with people that have ADHD, can they have a tendency to like get excited about a program? And I'm really specifically thinking about Black Friday was not too long ago. Everything was on sale.
1: Mm-hmm. Everybody had a
0: nutrition program on sale, whether it was a course, a group, um, gym memberships, fitness apps. Do or can people have ADHD have a tendency to like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna do that? Mm-hmm. And they're grabbing programs that don't have accountability. Is there a tendency to buy and sign up for lots of nutrition fitness programs that just go to live and die on your computer, an app on your phone? Um, is the accountability thing a big need? I feel like I'm being called out. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many of those programs have died
1: on my computer. Um, uh, yeah. And I even still like as a coach myself and I, you know, working with people, I still see those and I'm like, Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Like it, it. I can't tell you how many times I've signed up for something. Li- this sounds amazing. And then like, maybe I get through a little bit of it and then um, done. If you don't have that accountability, like it is, yeah, it's, it's really unlikely to happen. Especially if it's cookie cutter, like we talked about. Um, but there's for sure, to, and that's the impulsivity as well. Like the tendency to just like grab onto anything, shiny object, you know and think that oh this is going to be the answer for me yeah (laughs) and it just dies and you never participate in it or even another thing is like buying multiple things and thinking that you're somehow going to do both like more than one thing at the same Same at the same time experience that overwhelm and just shut it all off and you're done you're like Mm -hmm. what was I thinking I'm not doing any of this Mm -hmm. and then feeling bad about it and then beating yourself up So there, yeah, that is a big cycle that we will go through. But yeah, the accountability is a really big part of what is going to lead people with ADHD to success. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I I think everybody should have a coach, but I know it's not accessible to everybody. So even if it's something like, do you have a buddy or a family member or a coworker or somebody that you can check in with? Because having that accountability makes such a big difference to finding a way to follow through with these things Mm -hmm. and even accountability to yourself. Like if you're not tracking, um, find some way to have a food journal, like, or, or even just take pictures of your food and assess it at take 30 seconds, a minute at the end of the day to assess it and be accountable to yourself to say like, okay, this is what I did. I wonder if this is meeting me, meeting my, you know, helping me along my path towards my goals or not, but for sure accountability, especially in a coach is just so like going to give you such a better chance at reaching your goals because it's easy to just lose track, lose interest and um, be hard on yourself that you're not doing enough or not doing it right. So having somebody to mirror back to you all the work that you're actually doing and the progress that you're actually making, especially in times when it feels like mm-hmm. I'm I'm slogging away at this and I'm not seeing any any results. It's really easy to give up um and so a coach could be an incredible resource for that type of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean that's honestly the number one reason to sign up for coaching whether it's a group, even if it's like a community app or one-on-one because if anybody's listening that's the age 30 and older, mm-hmm. we, you've either tried enough diets, you've read about them, you've seen your friends, your mom, your dad, your coworkers do them all of us know how to get to a desired result. We know we might have to eat a little less. We might have to add fruits and vegetables, cut out some alcohol, you know, bump up protein, move more, rest more. We all know what to do. A coach Mm -hmm. can like customize it, make it personal, make so like the guesswork comes out, but we typically know what to do. It's just, are we doing the thing? So coaching, to me, the the biggest component is the accountability. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yep. And another little part of that <clears throat> with regards to the accountability for somebody with ADHD is we've spent a lot of our lives sort of masked and pretending to be more like in line with the rest of society. And so mm-hmm. if you can find yourself a coach <laughs> that you don't feel is judging you, that you feel you can just be your authentic self around that is going to make a huge difference too in being able to stick with it and see success and, and just be honest because you know, for a coach too, like if, if your client doesn't feel like they can be honest with you um it's just not going to work and they're not going to see success. So yeah, that, that is, that's a big part of it for people with ADHD too, is just know that they are safe to just sort of be themselves and, and that they're not going to be judged. Um, that's really going to help them see success. Well. Yeah.
0: Is there anything else about ADHD and nutrition and fitness that we should know today? I think we've covered most of it. Just
1: like, just awareness and acceptance on the part of of the person, as well Mm -hmm. as the coach that we have these sort of, I hate to call it deficiencies, but they're just differences in the way that Mm -hmm. our brain works. And so all of this executive function stuff like time management, organization, all of the things that contribute to you being successful on a sort of journey like this, we struggle with those things. And that doesn't mean that you're you're done. You just can't see success with this. Absolutely not. But I think you need to be aware of it and find ways in a personalized way that you can work with the way that you operate. To be able to come up with the plan that's going to lead you to success. So I just, I feel so much, I'm so compassionate and, and empathetic, obviously, as a person myself, to people with ADHD who struggle with this and have not made that connection and don't have the awareness. So I just want to like, let everybody know, there's nothing wrong with you. This is so normal for you that you operate this way. And you can absolutely you know, put the pieces together in a way that works for you and see success in this area. You're not destined to stay the way that you are (laughs) by any means, but you can absolutely do it.
0: I totally agree. so. So where can everyone find you? Do you have any freebies and oh yeah. Tell them about your new podcast.
1: Oh yes. So I do. I just launched my podcast. It's called losing weight with ADHD tried to keep it simple so that's on all the all the podcast platforms um and i'm on instagram it's at jenniferwatts.ca i know you're probably thinking (laughs) i know eve is thinking i need to change that name and i do i'll come up with something (laughs) but yeah i'm on there and i do have a freebie if you go onto my instagram you can go up to my link the link in the bio or whatever and you can um book a chat with me you can grab my freebie um all that stuff. And there's a link to my podcast there. If you, if you want it.
0: We'll link it. We'll make it. You're like, (laughs) if they want it, we're going to link it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be starting up with more, uh, one-on-one coaching, probably starting in January too, if anybody's interested in that, um, I would eventually like to do group coaching because I think for people with ADHD, group coaching would yes. be amazing, yeah. amazing. And so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And I'm 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 gonna make it happen.
0: Hey, it's recorded now, so you have to. <laughs>
1: yes,
0: Once I know, where to, you, I know yeah. where to find you. I know where to find you. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. Like this is this is just so wonderful for people mm-hmm. that are needing to really find information on this specific topic versus feeling like I'm alone. You have such great like resources and posts and content on your page and I'm really glad that you were here today to really just give a lot of information that a lot of people don't know. I feel like this is a great starting point for other coaches to Um, learn and listen about and then tune in more definitely on your new podcast so
1: yes thank thank you so much much for having me eve
0: yep no problem we will catch you guys on the next episode thanks for listening to our podcast today make sure you like share and tag us on instagram also subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes in the meantime be healthy and get welcome